What's the major difference between the Trump investigation and the Hunter Biden non-investigation? Well, one of the big differences is, of course, they're actually going after President Trump in every way possible, including, once again, uh, perp-walking Steve Bannon. Uh, And it seems up to 50 other Trump supporters were raided this past weekend. But there's something more fundamental than that. Hunter Biden's only a risk to us. He's only a risk to national security. Donald Trump, on the other hand, is a risk to them. The Todd Herman Show is 100% disapproved by big pharma, technocrats, and tyrants everywhere. Now, from the high mountains of free America, here's the Emerald City Exile, Todd Herman. Today is the day the Lord has made, and these are the times through which God has decided we shall live. And that means something. It means that the Lord has designs for us in this time at this moment. So if you're living in one of the separate countries like California or Oregon or Washington State, maybe that's right where God wants you to be. Maybe that's the work he asks you to do is to be a a source of access to him through your works and how you treat others in these separate countries. Soda Weight Loss, uh, sodaweightloss.com, partners of the week. So important to understand. It's not just health, it's independence. The less reliant you are upon uh, the packaged foods that the party wants us all to eat, uh, the better off you are. Soda Weight Loss, sodaweightloss.com. There is this key difference this, this weekend, um, 35, it was between 35 and 50 Trump supporters were raided. We'll get into the details of that. But there's this very, very important difference that came to me uh, over a cup or two or three of bone frog coffee this weekend. And I did get to meet with uh, Tim Cruikshank this weekend, hang out with them, the founder of bone frog coffee, founder and CEO. And that is that Hunter Biden is not a big threat to them, them being the party. He's, he's not a threat at all. Hunter Biden is a little bit off the reservation in that he, you know, takes pictures of himself inflicting his sexual desire upon women using money. And sometimes it appears, it appears that he inflicts his sexual desires upon the bodies of children. It appears. That's a strong charge. It's a, it's a big charge. I don't want to provide false witness. That's what the, the pictures appear to show. But he's, he's the son of a, um, a, a guy made wealthy by graft in government, and those behaviors sometimes come with that. You know, sometimes that's the result of being, well, spoiled. Or in the case of Ashley Biden and Hunter Biden, I think spoiled and I think, I think horribly abused. I, 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 horribly. And one day I hope Ashley will come out and tell the full story of that. I, I, I pray for Ashley Biden. I pray for Hunter Biden, too. It's difficult because he's such a, well, you know. But Donald Trump, on the other hand, is a risk to them. You know, what is the worst that could happen uh, with Hunter Biden being bought off by China? Uh, he does. He lobbies for them. 
He gets them money. He gets them access. What's the worst that could happen with him being bought off to Ukraine? Uh, he leads us into a war or he promises to, to lead us into a war to, to get them money. Yeah, but that's not a big deal to anyone like Mitch McConnell. It's not a big deal to anyone like Nancy Pelosi. That's, that's table stakes. It really is. You think of the corruption that reigns in Washington, D.C., and it's, it's blatantly obvious. You know, Nancy Pelosi, she and her husband do some insider trading, and she flies to Taiwan. And look at that. The stocks they bought skyrocket because she goes over there to support the, uh, the industries they bought into. Well, that's, that's, and no one cares. See, she is Hunter Biden without the meth. And Mitch McConnell is Hunter Biden without the meth. And without the sex on camera. And sorry for putting the image of, of, well, I mean, it's not that great to see Hunter Biden doing it either, but the image of McConnell and Pelosi having sex on camera. But that they, they're running the same grift. They have the same people like Nancy Pelosi's daughter. I'm sure she sells access. Uh, the McConnells have made hand over fist money uh, from the Chinese Communist Party's help. So Hunter Biden doesn't, he, he, he's not a big threat to them. It's pretty common. As I would liken it to this. It's a sad fact of the matter in separate countries like Seattle and Portland that we see people passed out all the time. It's, it used to be weird, Ben. You'd see someone passed out. You'd stop and worry, hey, is that person okay? That's not a place to sleep. Are they dead? And now, unfortunately, people in those cities are so uh, used to this that people walk by passed out people. And please don't tell me you've never seen this. Or I've seen people walk over their bodies. This guy's legs in my way, but I got to get to the bus stop. And I'm not here to say that I stop to check on every passed out person. I try. I try to say, are you okay? Unless they look super dangerous, at which point, why risk it? And it's like that in the circles in D.C. Hunter Biden's simply sloppier than William Jefferson Blythe Clinton III and his wife Hillary Clinton, to whom he is kind of ceremonially married. Jeff Epstein, what, what, was, what was Jeff Epstein's big mistake? Getting obvious? Was that his big mistake? On the other hand, Donald Trump is a guy who is not in that ilk. And Trump's, the, the, the threat that Trump represents is that he's threatening to and began to expose what they are. And it's not like the president is a spy who went in and secretly came out and said, hey, here's what DC's doing. He just shows some very simple things. They don't want a wall. They don't want the flow of illegal immigrants to stop. They don't want to get out of foreign wars. They want to be in foreign wars. Wait until you hear, and I'll just say it now because sometimes I forget these things. <laughs> the, the boss man of Ukraine, Zelensky, is the headline speaker at a U.S. defense industry conference. <laughs> it, it, it's like 
I was saying to my wife, it's like having your biggest customer be your speaker, except he's not a customer. He's an end user. We're the forced customers. We purchase for him. So, so Trump exposed these things. They don't want a strong America. They don't want energy independence. Uh, they are not that unhappy. Mitch McConnell's not that unhappy that our military is being caused to rot from within. And we can go through the signals and signs again of this, of general white rage and their focus on, on telling West Point graduates, if you're white, you're already an enemy of America because you're already a racist. But if you're a man who thinks you're a woman, well, then you're virtuous and you're perfect and you should be allowed to shower with women. And so it destroys unit cohesion. And yes, we're teaching our soldiers to hate the country. We then tell them that they need to put their lives on the line to defend and what could possibly go wrong there. Trump exposed that. McConnell could have exposed it 20 years ago, 10 years ago. Kevin McCarthy could have exposed it. Nancy Pelosi could have exposed it. It's been happening for a decade. So Hunter Biden's just, he's the, the worst he does is to us. Okay, so there's some bio labs in Ukraine. And okay, we're what, 50 billion bucks into this thing now. But that's just our money. It's not theirs. And that's really the key difference. And there are people who may well think they're respectable. And I want to say, I don't know Bill Barr. It is very possible for someone like Bill Barr to disagree with us about the special master and to be an honorable guy. It's very, very possible. That's something that you can disagree on. The special master is the entity uh, and it will take the form of a person if this goes forward and the government's fighting its hand over nail, hand over tooth. Is that a saying? I don't know. They don't want the special master appointed. That special master would look at every document the FBI has and say, you can keep this one, but not this one. They're fighting the heck out of that. And Bill Barr thinks the government should fight it. He thinks it's an overreach. He thinks it shouldn't happen. So it could be that Bill Barr is, well, this is, he's, he's, a, he's an honorable guy with a disagreement with us. But let's do our favorite thing. Let's apply some pattern recognition. Did Bill Barr pursue Hunter Biden? No. Did Bill Barr pursue Hillary Clinton? No. Did Bill Barr pursue Black Lives Matter Incorporated? Nope. Did Bill Barr pursue Antifa? Nope. None of that. Did Bill Barr put a special effort to go after the cartels who've been allowed into our country across the southern border? That is Russian and Honduran and Mexican and Chinese cartels. Nope. Yeah, they, they fought. They fought a little bit better on the border. Truly. Yep. They seized some drugs. There were efforts to go after some of the most violent street gangs like MS-13. Did he go attack the cartels at the source? No. So Bill Barr has a very selective sense of who should be investigated because Bill Barr is, uh, Bill Barr's world is threatened by Donald Trump. Bill Barr's world is not threatened by Hunter Biden. So let's review some things. The FBI continues to hide the Epstein records, that is the transcripts of their interviews with Epstein. They say they're holding on to this because it could put at risk an investigation. I'm pretty sure that they're telling us Jeff Epstein is dead. I'm pretty sure he got suicided. 
and is therefore dead. Ghislaine Maxwell is in prison, albeit she's appealing. Technofog, who does a lot of work digging into legal documents and helping to decode them, says, hey, we're going to get these. But why is the FBI hiding this? If the investigation's at risk, put out the name, the names in the diary. Help us invest or let us investigate. Look at all the leaks. All the leaks of the Trump images, which turned out to be nothing. They turned out to be, those turned out to be empty folders that they put into the press. Or look at this. Where it was Bill Barr saying anything in public, and anytime he wants to, he can be on TV about Dr. Simone Gold being put in prison. Or jail, I should say. And held, by the way, eight days in solitary confinement because she refused to take the injections, so they, they locked her up in solitary. Now, it, to their credit, perhaps, she got out of jail early. They took some time off of her sentence, and we'll, we'll get to her statement about being in jail. And then we come to Steve Bannon, who has now been forced to do a perp walk in the Southern District of New York. Now, let's just track this. Steve Bannon voluntarily turned himself in. He arrived, I'm sure, with lawyers, not guns, lawyers. I'm here. I'm surrendering. They could have very simply said, hey, it is the law that we have to put cuffs on you when we take you into jail. They didn't need to arrange the perp walk to put him on TV as he is, yes, handcuffed and paraded by the press. But they chose to do that. For every conservative, this is what happens in the last days of a dying regime. They will never shut me up. They'll have to kill me first. I have not yet begun to fight. So it is not in question because even Bobby Mueller uh, admitted the fact that Hillary Clinton illegally trafficked classified documents. And in fact, some top secret documents. We could go back through the list. But he even he even he admitted that. So that's the FBI admitting, yep, she she did this illegally. But we let that one go. And Bill Barr, you go back at that? Nope. Will Hillary Clinton ever be perp walked? Nope. A woman who trafficked hundreds of times illegally in classified top secrets and otherwise otherwise marked information that was not to be shared that way. No, and we know that. Hillary Clinton is not a threat to Bill Barr. Donald Trump's not a, or Donald Trump's a threat to Bill Barr, not Hillary Clinton. Not Hunter Biden. And so serious is DC, the party, because Mitch McConnell is smiling and giggling through this. It's my estimation that Mitch McConnell is doing everything he possibly can to throw these midterms because there are far too many mega candidates in it and he's not going to have it. I, he's not on fire for the elections. He controls the funding. The NRC is in a funding crisis is what we're told. In this campaign cycle with people as upset as they are about what the figurehead is being caused to do to the country, the NRC is having a fundraising problem. Mitch McConnell is the big dollar fundraising for the National Republican Senatorial Committee. He's turned off the taps. He did it to Michael Steele before Michael Steele went nuts. They turned off the tap to Steele because Steele fought against Obamacare because Mitch McConnell wanted Obamacare to pass. He told us that. Let it pass. 
Johnny Boehner, the same thing, the former so-called Republican Speaker of the House. Why? Because they're both bought off by pharma. And Mitch's monies are so tied to the Chinese Communist Party that makes about 90% of our pharma, 98 in some cases. And by the way, if there's ever a war, you want to know that one of the first things they do is, hey, we're not making your antidepressants anymore, ever. We're not making your antibiotics. They're gone. Find some other way to do it. Build the labs while you're at war. So the threat is so serious to these guys that according to Steve Bannon, there were uh, raids of at least 35 other Trump supporters. Yesterday was one of the best days of my life. It was a very powerful spiritual day for me. It was uh, a lot of things were, you know, came into high clarity. It was, I was totally in the zone, as you say, in sports the entire time. And, uh, you know, they're not going to shut me up. We see it is, you saw from the demonic speech that Biden gave in Philadelphia, exactly that this is a dying regime. That was a primal scream and here, what they're trying to do, no matter who it is, Donald Trump in Mar-a-Lago, there were 35 FBI raids yesterday, right? Handing out, there's another grand jury uh, coming together on January 6th. The, the Washington Post reported it. They just reported a couple of names. There were 35 senior members of MAGA, uh, Republicans, supporters of Donald Trump uh, that were, roll, you know, the FBI rolled in on, right? When they didn't need to do it. Remember, all these people have lawyers. All their lawyers are very well known. No. The jackbooted Gestapo has got to show up at their door and uh, and make a big display of this. So there's so much going on that people don't even know at so many levels on yeah, uh, so trying to put people in bankruptcy, trying to deplatform them, oh, yes. all of it. And quite frankly, I think that's what's so powerful about you guys having this great reset conference because this is really what it's about. This is this globalist apparatus. That's right. This is the American arm of that, the Biden regime. And what they're trying to do is shut down everybody, whether it's Alex Jones, Charlie Kirk, Steve Bannon, mm -hmm. Tucker Carlson, Donald Trump. They're trying to use lawfare, financial terrorism, uh, legal, the, you know, everything legally, and quite frankly, up to assassinations. That's why they're swatting people uh, like crazy. So we got so that's Steve Bannon on with Charlie Kirk. And Bannon said there were 35 senior Trump supporters that uh, were raided, that the FBI came about. No one again in Clinton circle. We can go right back to the perverts who thought he was coaxing a teen girl, a child, into having sex with him or at least sex on screen. Anthony Weiner, who is, of course, the husband of one of Hillary's key advisors, Huma Abedin. She, Hillary, sent him classified documents to print out at their home. He did not have clearance for that. He's a disgraced former congressman. The housekeepers had access to that. No one has perp walked. No one has faced a serious investigation. They were allowed to take their devices back and then smash them with hammers. The comparisons never stop. And Bill Barr was in the perfect position to go back and prosecute this stuff, and he didn't. But he's deeply upset that there's this special master that's been appointed because he he does not want the party put at risk. Hamit, or, why was here naming Harmit Dillon was on with Tucker Carlson. And she, she said the following this, about these raids. She said it's 50 Trump supporters, by the way, that were raided this past weekend. She, she said the subpoenas are intentionally broad. They're from this, quote, a capital siege section of the United States Department of Justice office, the D.C. By the way, remember, the, DC, the, the guy who ran the kidnapping hoax in Michigan has been assigned to this stuff 
he got a raise. She continues, and they asked for broad categories of documents. They asked for all communications dated from a month before the election until two months after the election. They asked for all communications regarding dozens of people. All the categories are alternate electors, fundraising around irregularities around the election, and also a rally that happened before the January 6th situation at the Capitol, the Save America rally that happened. Basically, all of this activity, if not, is, if, if not all of it, is protected by the First Amendment. And the United States Department of Justice is telling reporters about the search warrants and subpoenas before they're executed. That's really ab- outrageous abuse by the DOJ. But it's the DOJ. We don't have a Department of Justice. You can call it the DOJ all day long, but the comparisons are so very, very stark. And the fact of the matter is they're not freaked out by what Hunter Biden does because they do the same thing, but without the meth. They do the same thing in terms of grifting and selling access and being owned by foreign entities like Mitch McConnell and his wife are co-owned by the Chinese Communist Party and the companies there with the shipping companies and the money they've made out of that. And Nancy Pelosi, who is she not owned by? Maybe she's smarter, honestly. Maybe they just do the insider trading bits. Maybe they're independent grifters. Hey, there are new, th- there's some new stuff going on um, in the world of finance that really has me paying very rapt attention. Um, I'm investigating a bunch of ranchers and farmers who are saying, yeah, there is a planned food shortage. It's okay, we've been talking about this since the lockdowns began. The medically useless, deadly, politically motivated lockdowns. We said, how is it that we don't have supply chain problems? Of course we're going to. Well, now we know that they want some of these supply chain problems and ranchers are starting to figure this out. This morning, I was reading about perhaps a national rail strike and what that would do. Can you imagine an, an, a whole across the board rail strike at the same time as there's been these unfortunate fires that just seem to keep happening at food processing plants? It's very, very unfortunate. At the same time as Separate countries like California that do not have the electrical grid to support this all-in move to electric cars. They're, they're 10 million units behind in doing that. They don't, they, then they need like 29,000 years of, I think it's cobalt or lithium, I think it is. 29,000 years of production time of lithium at current production values to get that done. They, and they're still pushing it. 17 states. Did you know this? 17 states are party to having California make their decisions about cars. There are 17 states in the United States that are pretty much going to have to follow that path. All of this seems pretty risky because I've also noticed that there are some very, very big companies in the housing markets who are letting people go. I've noticed, and this is colloquial where I live, where it used to be a house was on the market for half a day. I've seen beautiful houses being dropped, 50,000 here, 50,000 there. All of this adds up to risk. But hey, you got the 60-40 stock bond mix. You're good. Right? No. That stuff no longer applies. And my friend, Zach Abraham, has been very, very clear about this for over a decade talking about the mobbed up financial system that we have, how to work within it and focus on risk management. Everything I just described changes every financial scenario that we're used to thinking about. 
And at Bulwark Capital Management, that's what they're built to handle with risk management. Call them, particularly if you're five to 10 years out from retirement, it's vital. 866-779-RISK. That's 866-779-RISK. Investment advice cannot be given without a client services agreement. Bulwark Capital Management is an investment advisor, representative of Tech Financial LLC and SEC registered investment advisor. Dang it. I always try to get that just before that little uh, transition thing comes out. So Hunter Biden is not a risk to these guys. He's just a risk to us. They're very used to the Hunter Biden behaviors. Uh, when I was in D.C., there was a son of a very powerful congressman, I've told this story, who wanted to have me pay him, I think it was $7 million or so to build a website. And I'm talking about a, a $50,000 website. He wanted $7 million. And I got summoned by his father, very powerful member of Congress. And I got summoned. And he had become to the ceremonial office. He was a, uh, a, a head of a committee. So he got one of the ceremonial offices. And that's where you have the lobby, then the antechamber, then the big office. And it was nerve wracking. And I chose to go with just a deputy. Uh, this is what we were called people who work for us, they're deputies, and walked into the office. I first the lobby, checked in, then the antechamber and waited, then got called into the great man's office. And the great man was very gracious and the great man offered me a drink. It was somewhere before lunchtime. <laughs> so I don't drink, Congressman. And we sat and we talked and he exchanged pleasantries with me. And then he said, I understand you've met my son. Said, yes, Congressman, I have. I understand that he wants to build the website for the RNC. That is correct, Congressman. Um, does his bid make any sense? Not in this world, Congressman. No, I could never consider it. It is uh, 40, magnitude, 40 orders of magnitude too large. I don't have the budget for that. No one in their right mind would pay $7 million for a website like this. I appreciate your candor, young man. Will you continue to work with my son? Will you tell him that? Yes, Congressman, I will. And I was told later that one of his jobs of the chief of staff is to, was to follow this guy's son around D.C., kind of cleaning up problems like this. So on one hand, I give great credit to the congressman for not pressing me. But on the other hand, I don't speak D.C. I may have been pressed and I didn't, I didn't perceive it because I wasn't going to change. There's not, there was not a chance I was going to give that kid a shot at it. He tried to con us. His entire proposal was my dad runs a very, very big, very important committee. That was his entire proposal. But I never intended to stay there. I didn't care what the congressman thought of me. I didn't care what the congressman's kid thought of me. I didn't, I didn't care to stay in D.C. I had a job to do. I tried to do it. But Bill Barr exists in D.C. D.C. is Bill Barr and Bill Barr is D.C. The party loves Bill Barr and Bill Barr loves the party. Same with Hillary Clinton and William Jefferson Blythe Clinton III. All their power comes from that. All their wealth, it all stems from that. Barack Obama is a billionaire because of D.C. His wife is a co-billionaire because of D.C. It's nothing they earned. It's not on the power of their creativity. It's on the strength of their graft. That's the thing that Trump threatens. Because by the mere fact of policy, 
just policy. Trump outs them. We're getting out of foreign wars. What? Do you know how much money we make on that? Which leads us up to Bill Barr. So Bill Barr goes on the TV and he goes to Fox and Bill Barr has this to say about the appointment of a special master. The opinion I think was wrong and I think the government should appeal it. Uh, It's deeply flawed in a number of ways. I don't think the appointment of a special uh, master is going to hold up. But even if it does, I don't see it fundamentally changing the trajectory. I, in other words, I don't think it changes the ball game so much as maybe we'll have a rain, uh, rain delay for a couple mm. of innings. Oh, it's a, it's a pithy little statement, a rain delay for a couple of innings. What does he mean? He means they're going to get Trump. That's, that's what he means. They're going to protect us. That is my beloved FBI, my beloved DOJ, which he cannot, I fully believe he cannot smell the stink because he's in the stink. Julie Kelly has a lot of commentary on this. I, I wish a reporter would ask Billy Barr why the DOJ declined to prosecute Jimmy Comey or Andy McCabe. Why did it, why, why, why didn't it, the, the DOJ hunt down and charge whoever leaked the Carter Page FISA to the Washington Post? That was a crime. Why didn't the DOJ prosecute the people who lied in the FISA documentation, who pretended it was legitimate intelligence? How many leakers, Julie Kelly asks? How many leakers did Bill Barr prosecute during his 18 months as AG or Russian collusion perps? None. Big talk, no action, and the country is worth off for it. Worse off for it, she says. And she has a whole lot of other thoughts about this in comparison to Bill Barr's past history, and particularly in the special master, the DOJ. Here's what the DOJ is asking the court if the special master is employed. And basically, this is a referee. The Trump people say, you can't have these documents. You illegally took these. The DOJ says, hey, there's no law. We are the law. And a special master comes in and they're referee. This is what they want. Julie Kelly points to this. The special master, this is the, the, the government's pleading, the DOJ. The special master will review the materials seized during the August 8, 2022 execution of a court-authorized search warrant at the premises of the, the president's you know, Mar-a-Lago. Provided, however, the special master will not review any materials with classification markings. Here and after, the remaining materials would be referred to as seized material without classification markings. They do not want the special master to be able to make any decisions about any of the documents that formed the pretense for them instituting what was a raid. It was a raid because they never made an attempt any serious attempt to get President Trump to turn these things over absent a raid. So Bill Barr is playing the most familiar game and God rest the Maha. He told us, do you remember the strange new respect syndrome? This is where the media suddenly manifests strange new respect for Republicans. He's playing that game. 
And he's doing the same thing that a woman did. And she's now landed at The View. Do you remember that we talked about this? Now, again, it's quite possible that Bill Barr thinks, look, this is so serious. What Trump did is so serious. It requires special treatments, except that all breaks down. It all breaks down when we do pattern recognition. Hillary, Hunter, Kuma Abedin, Black Lives Matter Incorporated, Antifa, the Carter Page leaker, the FBI liars, Bobby Mueller, Andy McCabe. It all breaks down, all falls apart. Hey, Soda Weight Loss at sodaweightloss.com. We've talked about the protocol. Have I talked about that in detail? I don't think I have. Um, See, people will go to sodaweightloss.com. I I get notes like this sometimes. Hey, Todd, I went to sodaweightloss.com and I believe you, I know you've lost a bunch of fat and yeah, it's 150 pounds of fat that I, that I took off. I didn't lose it or misplace it. I, I, I rid myself of it, but I don't see the plans. The plans are, are in you. You are the plan. When you have your conversation, your initial uh, intake conversation, and as you're interviewing them, the nutritionist at Soda Weight Loss, the plan will come out of who you are. It will contain far more food than you think if you live by the plan. There's a lot of foods you can eat all you want of. It's going to contain a lot of protein. It's going to contain more fat than you think. And it's going to be predicated upon your activity level, what you do, and how serious your weight loss or your, your fat issue is. Here's what I mean. If you have a bunch of visceral fat, that's the stuff between your organs. That is the stuff that'll kill you. The stuff we don't like to look at. A lot of us don't, don't care to look at fat that we can see. That's not that dangerous. It's not great. It adds weight to your frame. It, it's, it has to be, you know, it has to be fed through the body, but the fat between your organs, that's the stuff that screws you up and can cause heart attacks, etc. That's the first area of approach. They want that fat gone because it's so harmful to your health. So that means that the food, the plan, when you eat, how often you eat is going to be predicated upon, first of all, getting rid of that, and then the fat that we see on our bodies. So the plan will have more protein than you think. It'll have more fat than you think. And a lot of food categories you can eat a bunch of. Are there foods that are eliminated during this period of time? Yes. I'm not going to lie to you. Absolutely. And if you've found a way to drop unwanted fat without changing what you eat, then you're a miracle. Even when I was working out three times a day, and I mean insane workouts, I wasn't successful in dropping that fat because my body was holding on to it. So the plan will be about kickstarting your metabolism. The plan will be about getting you into fat burning mode. The plan will be sustaining that through the period of time as you drop this unwanted fat. Then the plan will be how you come back to being able to eat the foods to which you've grown accustomed, including cooking classes and recipes, etc. It's all there and it's all done from home. SodaWeightLoss.com, about 7,000 Google reviews, average 4.8 stars. Dear, dear family members are on this. Closest people in my life are on this. And it's due to my recommendation. It's SodaWeightLoss.com. When I was uh, in D.C., I was at an event uh, after the elections a friend of mine put on. And he's since left politics, and I think he's far better for it. His name is David. He's a very interesting dude. He is an entrepreneur. He's a bit of a genius sometimes. Uh, 
Sometimes he's a bit of a crank, uh, but he is one of the kindest hearted people I've ever met in my life. He has a smile at all times. He never means people ill, although he can do attacks in politics, but he's left politics. He's, he's creating media and he's, he's creating stories. He's really actually a very beautiful guy. A lot of people can't stand him. So I'm not saying his last name, but I was at his party and it was one of, it was one of two parties I ever attended in DC. And he just, he said, please, please, I know you hate these things. Please. There's a lot of people who want to thank you. Please, please, please come by. And so I did. And it was down, um, gosh, where was this? I don't remember. Oh, Navy Pier. I think that's a place. I've forgotten so much about DC on purpose. And I showed up, I walked in and people recognized me and that was awful. I hate that feeling. And because they try to give you VIP treatment and I didn't want any of that. I got my name tag and I hit it and I walked in and I found David and I came up and I gave him a hug. I said, hey, thank you for everything. Um, you're, you're, you're a source of light here in this town. And he goes, oh, no, no, come and have a seat. I said, no, David, I said I'd come. I didn't say I'd stay. I came. All right. I came. I, I've acknowledged this. Thank you. There's people who want to thank you. I said, oh, um, tell people that I couldn't stay. People have seen me, right? He says, well, at least walk around with me. So we walked around. And so I, and part of this maybe was for him. I don't know. But as I was walking out, a guy came up to me and goes, hey, 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 Todd, 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 I'm sorry, we haven't met. And I go, hi, nice to meet you. And he goes, I, I, I can have you on CNN tomorrow. I, I'm, I could get you a paid contributor gig. I've seen you speak a bunch of times. Man, you, you, really, you really put it out there. I can have you on CNN tomorrow. I don't want to be on CNN. No, but I mean, I, I'm talking about a paid contributor gig. I don't want to be a paid contributor at CNN. I, guys, I still don't. Never have. I tell you that for this reason. The Mockingbird Media are party members. They reward good party behavior. Bill Barr is likely to be rewarded because of his change of tone. Because of who he is now going after in the media. There was a great instance of this. And an example of this a few weeks ago, you might remember this, but this might be, this might put a, a different focus on this. A young guy named Nate Hotchman um, is at the National Review Online. He's from the Claremont Institute. He did a fantastic job of showing that this woman, Alyssa Farr, who is now on The View, where she is the so-called conservative, who, by the way, has always hated Donald Trump, except that she hasn't. Now, it's his, I think, idea that this is how to take down MAGA to show what MAGA is really like. I, to me, it does just the very opposite. It shows how DC and the tentacles that come out from that into the Mockingbird media, how they set the rules. If you want to be on TV as a conservative, and you got to be the following. If you're a woman, you have to be really good looking. And I think Alyssa Farr is a very pretty lady. You have to be youngish if you're a woman, and I think she is youngish. If you're a man, you can't be robustly ugly, which is maybe the reason I'm not on TV. You, you don't get to be robustly offensive looking. You, you don't get to have a beard like I have. It's, it's a bunch of rules. Um, you got to get your teeth capped. I'm not doing that. I'm not getting my teeth whitened. I'm not into it. It's, I, look, I'm, I'm in my mid-50s. I have mid-50-year-old teeth. Live with it. That's, that's me. 
But Alyssa Farr made all sorts of changes to get invited to The View. This is Alyssa Farr before she got invited to The View. How do you do that? So- oh, pardon me. No, let me do that in reverse. This is Alyssa Farr after she got uh, invited in The View, but this is before she got the full-time job. So she's in the struggle session here with one of the View hosts. I don't know who it is. I don't, uh, maybe it's Sonny Hostin. I know it's not Joy Bayar. How do you do that? So I did. <laughs> right? I, I mean, no, it's I'm a sure fair people, point. It's a, it's a fair question. I mean, you know who this person is. Yeah. He's the person that is grabbing by the you know what. Well, and you're working for him. I didn't have any illusions about who the president was. So I was, I should go back further. I was Vice President Pence's press secretary for two years. So I was tangentially working with the Trump White House, different building, but serving a very different man. Well, you're not working for Darth Vader, but you're a stormtrooper. <laughs> <laughs> I was actually very well said. Um, hey, by the way, when you concede a point like that, actually, that's very well said. What you're really saying is I am laying in my back exposing my Tommy to you like like the the Omega dog. I'm not fighting. That's exactly what that statement means. That's actually a really good statement. That's really well said. <laughs> Plus, in the back of her mind, how much does a co-host of you get paid? How can you parlay that into your own TV show? And by the way, if she ever goes over to Fox or Newsmax, you watch the rock-ribbed conservative person come back. This is Alyssa Farr before she was on The View. The first time that I met the president, I was working for the vice president, Mike Pence. Um, I was so nervous. I, he came into a Roosevelt Room meeting that the vice president was leading, and he turned to me and said, Hi, Smiley. <laughs> I guarantee he does not remember that to this day, but I was smiling so wide because I was just excited to see him. Um, but now I've gotten to spend quite a bit of time with him. It's I, I remember this every day as I walk on a campus, just to stop, say a quick prayer of thank you and gratitude that I get to be there and that I get to serve this particular president. Um, he's, he's a remarkable man. The more time you spend with him behind closed doors, the more you understand what makes him such a strong leader for our nation. She knows she's being filmed. It's an interview. So which one are you? Now you could say, oh, well, January 6th changed your mind. No, it didn't. I can play you the audio of her saying we need to move on from January 6th and, and talking about Black Lives Matter and Antifa and that. I can show, that, was, that was weeks before the sudden miraculous change in Alyssa Farr. Now, I'm not saying that Bill Barr has gone through the same change, but Bill Barr knows exactly how this works because, incidentally, President Trump is not a threat to, pardon me, Hunter Biden is not a threat to the Mockingbird media. Hillary Clinton's not a threat to the Mockingbird media. William Jefferson Blythe Clinton III is not a threat to the Mockingbird media. Billy Barr is not a threat to the Mockingbird media. Mitch McConnell and Kevin McCarthy don't care that the Mockingbird media helped rig an election. They're not a threat. Donald Trump is a threat to them as well. Because Donald Trump used two words, fake news that brought out the very worst in who these people are and what they do. And it made them desperate because they were thinking he knows. And to this day, by the way, there are conservative radio hosts who are not allowed to say the words fake news. Did you know that? They're not allowed to utter the phrase fake news. That's, see, the, the threat to the party that Donald Trump represents is not saying the polite thing. And it's, it's like this. In a family circumstance, <laughs> I'll never forget this. I will never forget this. I was having a discussion with some family members 
about one of our relatives. And I said, oh my gosh, I, I can't believe um, that, that he saved his wife from that killer. And, and my mom said, what are you talking about? He tried to kill her. I said, what? She was taught he was the attempted murderer. He tried to kill her. What? I, you're talking about my like auntie? Yes, that was her husband. Uh, mom, I, I grew up my entire life believing that there were psychotic murderers in, in the woods in North Idaho. Even as an adult, if we went and stayed at one of our outback cabins, not, not, not for bears, they're not going to get into the door. I, I, I had my pistol. No, that was, that, was, that was her husband. Do you know this? Yeah, we all know it. What? Why didn't you tell me this? Oh, we thought you knew. I mean, family secrets are like that. Now, instantly, she did survive the attack. It's very bizarre, and maybe I shouldn't have mentioned it, but you probably have the same thing in family circumstances. Wait, why are we inviting uh, Uncle Harold? He's a drunk who molested, uh, who molested our cousin Tiffany. Don't say that. But he did. Don't say that. That's a threat to the family. It's a threat to our reputation. All he did was molest cousin Tina a couple times. Now, a lot of families don't have those closets. They don't have skeletons in those closets. But there's always a culture. And there's things you're not to say in the culture. There's things you're not to question in the culture when a culture is a closed culture. You are not to say things. You are not to ask in D.C., is that your wife, your girlfriend, uh, or a colleague whose bottom you just rubbed? You're supposed to just politely ignore that this 60-year-old congressman just put his hand inside a woman's um, skirt. It's not to be spoken of. And Trump spoke of the things that are not to be spoken of. And by the way, you get magic powers. Rick Wilson... He's a guy I met in D.C. I had him on my show once uh, back in Seattle. Rick had been, oh, he was the scariest opposition researcher for the right. He was a legend with his black alligator boots. I got retweeted once by Rick Wilson after Rick and I had a drink together. I don't drink, but he was drinking um, and he was polite and effete and he was helpful. Uh, all of those things. I want to be fair to Rick Wilson. And then he got Trump derangement syndrome, but he also smelled money. In my judgment, he smelled a bunch of money. And Rick Wilson has magic powers now. Oh, I, I should mention that comment. I got retweeted once by Rick Wilson. I couldn't believe how many people came to congratulate me. I had people coming down from the top floor. Hey, you got retreated by Rick Wilson. Yeah, that's amazing. Do you know who he is? Yeah, he's a political operative. He does opposition research. Oh, you don't know how good this guy is. I had people walk from across the street, like knock on my door. Oh my gosh, you got retweeted by Rick Wilson. Yeah, I had a drink. How'd you meet him? I emailed him. And he met with you? Yes. What's he like? Go, go have a drink with him. What's he like? He wears black alligator boots and tight jeans and a very nice custom-made jacket. He's got a lot of money. Um, he, was, he was feared. He was a Republican attack dog. He was reviled. Now he gets to go on TV and say this. And the donor class can't just sit back on the sidelines and say, 
oh, well, don't worry, this will all work itself out. They're still going to have to go out and put a bullet in Donald Trump. And that's a fact. Wow. Wow. Wait, so we get to say someone needs to put a bullet in Joe Biden? Wow. Oh, I'm sorry. Wait. But that's a threat to Joe Biden. It's not a threat to them. Joe Biden's not a threat to them. Joe Biden's a threat to us. Incidentally, I don't want someone to put a bullet in Biden. See, it's magic powers. Oh, gosh. See, that's a cult. Magic powers. I shouldn't have said that. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in all its high places. Oh. Magic powers. You know how easy it would have been for the Lord Jesus to walk the halls of power? (laughs) Do you know how easy it would have been for him to say to Pontius Pilate when he said, are you the king of the Jews? For Jesus to say, kill me, see what my followers do. Want to find out if I'm king? Keep me here and watch the uprising. Or let's make a deal. Would have been easy, not only because he is and was God, fully human, fully God, but because Pontius Pilate was a politician. You know how easy it would have been for him to take meetings? I mean, you had Nicodemus reach out to him. At least Nicodemus saw in the Lord Jesus, saw something, was curious enough. And then upon the Lord Jesus' death, Nicodemus brought spices and and pretty much added himself as a believer in Jesus Christ. But do you know how easy it would have been for, for Jesus to call together a meeting to go see the power brokers? When the people came to him in the temple, the Sadducees and the Pharisees, and they were upset that he was teaching, you know how easy it would have been to take them aside and say, hey, listen, I, I can stop this anytime. Really, I, I, I can modify my message, but I, I, there's some things I'm going to need. This is the way finance is done. I, I, hate, I hate this fact. Back in the day, when our internet radio network had been at the height of things and we had just, our board had just said no to a $60 million acquisition from, um, from Microsoft. When they had just said, no, no, don't, don't, you know, don't sell right away to Rob Glacier at Real Networks. Don't do that. I mean, it's cash and stock. We don't know where the stock's going. It's $120 million, guys. No, wait. Wait, wait, if Rob wants it now, he'll want it more when Microsoft wants it. And I'm looking at this saying, guys, the bubble is popping. It's sinking. It's, it's deflating. And I didn't understand. They didn't care. Like if they didn't make a lot of money, they didn't want to make any money. Honest to goodness, a loss was better for them than making a little bit of money because if they had a little bit of money they made, they'd have to pay some taxes and in proportion to the profits, it would offend their their partners. I didn't get that. I was a bunny. See, I didn't speak the culture. I didn't speak the culture. But when we finally had a buyer and the deal was hung up, the CEO of the company who turned out to be a, and I hope he's changed, a deeply, deeply dishonest man, called me to his office. Now, his dot-com office had a 15-foot fireplace in it. It was the size of a, of a house. 
it had five or six different seating areas and leather couches, all coordinated in colors and these beautiful, beautiful rugs. And yes, 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 he offered me a drink. They all do. It's the same thing as DC. And he sat me down. He said, I want to know what it takes to get this deal done, Todd. Are you the decision maker? I said, I have a board, John. I have a board and yes, I could push for something and I can go lobby for something. How much do you need? Well, we've, we've told you our price. Now, I'm not talking about that. How much do you need to get this deal done? Me personally? Well, I mean, in terms of, of, of staying on and consulting. And okay, so you mean how much money do you have to give me? Yeah. I don't do things that way, John. That's dishonest. Oh, I didn't mean, I got what you meant. I got what you meant. Now, I'm not trying to make myself a moral paragon here. I'm a wretched person. For some reason, the Lord rescued me from that. But if I'd done it, if I had done it, if I'd said, John, you give me half a million dollars, this deal's done. You give it to me in the form of let's say you pay off my house. Or let's say we find some clever compensation method. Maybe it's a loan that you guys just don't collect. But let's figure out a way I don't have to pay taxes on it, John. If I'd done that, here's what would have happened in my mind. I would have found a way to justify it. I would have built up an edifice of excuses and I would have done it again. And it would become ingrained. That's why I tell my staff or told them in DC, the first trick you turn is the hardest. After a while you get in the car and you let the John drive. The Lord Jesus never even got to step zero. He didn't care. Which brings me to this. They're going to keep this up. They are not justice. They are not light. They're not our hope. It is a reality. We need to elect godly people. We need to live as followers of Jesus so people notice the difference. We need to ground ourselves in the reality of a fallen world. And remember, this is not our home. This is a place we visit. Yes, we're to make it better as we can. But the moment we can take that stuff in DC and hold it captive to Christ, all of our concern about the corruption, Lord Jesus, I give this to you. Want to know why? Because he's, he can handle it. How do I know? Because he already has, because the victory is already had. That's the hardest thing I have to do. I'm still figuring out that take a thought captive to Christ. But for me, it's Lord Jesus, I cannot stand this corruption. It aches my heart. Forgive my lack of faith. Please, please, will you take this and just take it from me? Doesn't mean we don't remain involved. That means we do not become obsessed. This is the Todd Herman Show. Please go be well, be strong, be kind. And remember that the victory is had.